from goldengoddesses.org and welcome to the Thursday, February 14th episode of Threshold to Ascension Radio. Let's all take a deep breath, breathe deep into our hearts, and just with our intention, let go of everything that doesn't serve us. Once more, take a long, slow, deep breath into your heart. Connect to the center of the you that is filled with light. And when you exhale, give yourself permission to let go. Just let go. And then open your eyes. My guest tonight is my dear friend, Carrie Walker, from the big old state of Texas. Howdy, folks. (laughs) Carrie is an amazing multidimensional being who describes her 3D aspects as a mother, a wife, a room mom, She's also a coach, a radio show host. In her multi-dimensional majesty, she is a channel, an energetic frequency holder, a grid anchor, a soul path recalibrator. She's an amazing light beacon, and I consider her one of my sister goddesses. And the way I would describe Carrie is that her greatest joy is helping others realize that all of the things that she is, you, the listeners, are as well. And her greatest joy is assisting you in recognizing your own source-given uniqueness and how you fit in this ascension process. Carrie, it's an honor to welcome you to the show. Oh, you're bringing tears to my eyes. Thank you for that intro, sweet, it's sweet an mama. It's honor, but it's the truth of who you are as I see you, and I think the listeners can relate to the fact that there are many people in our lives that we see as shining beacons, and that we acknowledge, and that we celebrate, and yet for some, the hardest thing is to see that in ourselves, really embrace and acknowledge that in ourselves, and as we do that with others, listeners, it's important for you to do it for yourself as well. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, and I, I do feel that way. It, it, it's easy to see the beauty in everyone around you, and yet it's easy to see the ugly in yourself. And uh, it's that humanness that we celebrate. Right? That you're exactly that, that contrast. We, I mean, again, one of the greatest little snippets of information I was given: laugh at your human moments. Just laugh at the human moments. It's not about repeating them over and over again. Like if you do something that hurts someone else, right? Laughing at your human moments doesn't mean that you're excusing yourself from it, but you're not beating yourself up for it. So you're reflecting on it, but the laughter of it allows yourself to move past that ego judgment into that neutral observer space of really looking at where the trigger may have been or why 
that experience may have happened. And so I really want to emphasize that when I talk about laughing at your human moments, it's it's not a get out of jail free card, but it's truly that higher frequency way of looking at our stumbles and our falls here on the earth plane. Oh, you know, I actually have a little tiny story for that. I'm the person that always says, oh, why did I say that? You know, and why did I let my mouth have free reign? And one day I was at a baseball game and there was this man and my dad sitting next to him and the man intimidated me. He was this older, very staunch man. And so I decided they needed to talk about airplanes. So I said, hey, dad, guess what? He has an airplane. Hey, mister, guess what? My dad flies. It was like a lead balloon. It just hit the ground. And my dad looks at me and he looks at the man and I looked at him and I said, you know, I really, in my head, that went much differently. It, it did not go that way. And I finally thought, well, let's just have fun with these things. Let's just acknowledge it and not carry it around. I'm almost 48 years old and I still cringe at some of the things I say. Like, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> you know, part of that, the joy, that ability to move into where we laugh at those. Yes. Right? That also gives the other person we're interacting with permission to laugh at it. Yeah, it really does. And and I think right. it the laughter releases it somehow. Right. I mean, obviously, my I am present gets a lot of laughter. I've been watching me walk around the earth. <laughs> I did want to mention that Carrie has kindly joined me to pre-record this show. The actual air date is Thursday, February 14th. And pre-recording, it allows me to spend February 14th with my beloved soul partner, Joseph. And yes, it's Valentine's Day. We'll talk about that in a second. But it also happens to be his birthday. Happy birthday! He is a Valentine's Day baby. It's celebrating his sixth decade on the planet this Thursday. And so just a shout out to my dear spirit partner, Joseph. Thank you, my love, for the 14 lifetimes coming up on the 14 years and all of our journey together for helping me to grow and see who I am and for your own journey of growth. Walking beside me as we take turns supporting each other, as we also, as I said, honor each other's path. While knowing deep in our core, we came to the planet to connect, and the mission that we're walking together will continue to unfold. So I'm declaring that to the universe that we're ready. That's part of the reason why I'm sharing this with the listeners and with you, Carrie. So. Let that unfold in divine timing. So I love you, honey, and happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Joseph. <laughs> we recorded the following channeling during the after the show, but I'm inserting it here so that you hear it on Valentine's Day. And Carrie, as it is Valentine's Day or Heart Hugs Day, as I like to say, we've actually invited your A-team and your guidance Guardian Alliance team to come through with a message for our listeners relating to love and the heart. So if you'd like to share that now, please. Okay. I'll tell you what's coming through. Since this, since this is the day of love, the day of a more love, the day that you're talking about the type of love that we have grown as a society to expect. And they want us to know that there was a time that this love was very rare and very special, that, that we came together, we made unions out of survival on many, whether you were poor, whether you were, it was survival, whether you were a king, you married for unions. But now we have 
transitioned into a place where we have our own versions of what that looks like. And, but ultimately what people seek is peace and acceptance. And yes, a little bit of the fuzzy feeling, you know, and what, what they want us to know is that we are, there is someone for everyone that may be not incarnated at this time. There are those of us that have chosen to not partner and you know who you are, you resist it, you get angry, I'm not angry, you resist the idea that you will not find that type of love in this lifetime, but know that you do have that type of love and you can tap into it. Now, they also acknowledge that that is not, that does not help and they know that. And yes, you thought it was a good idea when you said, how can you traverse this lifetime? How can you walk this quote alone in human form? Because we are never alone. And some of you wanted to experience that. Some of you also wanted to experience not having the distraction of family, of children. And they, they, they show me that when you have children, you are looking down at the needs of the children and that your life, you, you set into motion to look out, to look at the horizon. And there is not a better, there's not a preferred. It is just not the lifetime to be in service to other people, that your people, and that you want to be in service to the humanity. So let's see. The love, the love that you desire is inside. And that is said often, and that is said in, in many different ways, but it is truly of the highest intent that you know that the love that you seek is inside. And the love that you are trying or wanting or desiring to attract is a frequency match. So for those of you whose life plans do involve other people, a mate, When your frequency is right, you will attract the right mate, if that makes sense. So they're all lessons. They're all beautiful lessons. They're hard lessons, some of them, from this perspective. But think of it as taking a really hard, advanced college PhD class. Okay, so... They want to go through that again. So for those of you that are looking, they want me to say it again. When your frequency, because you, I think this message might be for someone. When you're putting, you are seeking a certain mate, but it's not a vibrational match. When your vibrational match or when your vibration reaches 
a certain point, it's not lower, it's not higher, then the match will make the the gears will come together. Beautiful. I can relate to that back in, you know, my journey through very dysfunctional relationships. Not everyone, but were dysfunctional, but the ones that were, until I finally said, That's it, universe, I'm done. And I wrote five pages of what I was looking for in my partner. Six foot two, olive skin, dark hair, shoulders bigger than mine. <laughs> Interested in a long-term monogamous heterosexual relationship. Didn't need to be that corporate certificate of marriage. I don't have that need. Who's on his own spiritual path that's compatible to mine. That if he has children, that we get along. That has a creative side. I wrote five pages. And then I said, so universe, source, whatever within me needs to be recalibrated or healed to allow me to be in the frequency that draws that in, I call that in now. And I went through about four years of pretty interesting recalibrations and learning and uh, healing of wounds before. The universe brought Joseph and I together. And I've talked about how that happened from Australia to Las Vegas, meeting in San Diego on other shows. I'm not going to take the time to go into that right now. But that willingness to go through the initiations required to bring ourselves to the frequency, like your team said, that is compatible to the partner that we are calling in. And that's a beautiful message and very powerful for those who feel that maybe their journey of romantic relationships hasn't progressed the way they desire it to. So without self-judgment, say to the universe, your higher self, I'm ready now. So within me, I'm willing and ready to go through whatever initiations will be the gift that will be unwrapped with me at the frequency that will call in that relationship. That's beautiful. And that that's, I think, a lot of in correlation to what my own personal example of what your team was sharing here on this Valentine's Day. So for all of you listening, whether live or in the archives, the journey of the heart is such an important part of our human experience. And many of us are a bit jaded about the commercialism of holidays such as Valentine's Day, the tripling of prices the pressure of being in a relationship, and for some, the sadness of not being in a relationship. And to all of you, the Threshold to Ascension tribe, I would just like you to know how much you are loved. You are loved. You are loved because you are. You exist, you breathe, you cry, you laugh, you wonder if you're good enough, but know that you're perfect exactly as you are in this now moment, and you're loved absolutely by source, however you name that word source, whatever resonates for you. So I'd like to honor you by going into source's absolute love. No dogma, no religion, no spiritual ideology, just love, absolute love. And Carrie's going to do the beautiful thing she does and hold frequency as I take us through this meditation. So gently close your eyes and feel into your heart. Feel into how much of your heart is open wide 
and how much of your heart may still be heavy with wounds, without judgment. Just be aware of your heart as you gently breathe in and out, almost as if your heart is a new mansion that you've discovered, that you've been given the key to, and you're exploring the different rooms and hidden places. Without judgment, how many are filled with brilliant light? How many have some cobwebs? And how many perhaps won't even allow you to open the door? Without judgment, just be aware of what your heart might still be holding on to. And when you are able to breathe in more of Source's absolute love into your heart, Imagine you're opening the curtains in the rooms and shadows. Imagine you're allowing Source's love to dust away the cobwebs. Imagine with Source with you, your I am presence with you, you have the courage to open the chambers of your heart that have been closed off for so long. Just breathing in the absolute love of Source deep into your heart. Imagine what it might feel like to surrender all of the old wounds back to Source. I surrender the wounds of my heart to Source. I breathe in and accept absolute love to the deepest shadows and the darkest secrets. And I transmute all that is not in alignment with my own I am presence of divine light. And as you breathe in this absolute love of source deep into your heart center, pick one particular heart wound that has not yet transmuted from your heart. It may be just a whisper. It may still be an entire locked room. It doesn't matter. And set the intention that before you go to sleep each night for the next week, that you breathe into that part of your heart, that situation, that wound that you carry and say, I surrender all of this to my I am presence and source. I choose to transmute this into love. And so it is. And allow that love in your heart to expand out from your heart center to encompass your entire being, your entire body. And expand it even more to fill the entire room around you. As we ask your I am presence to assist you each time you walk into this room in your house. You are filled with absolute love. From our heart to yours, we see you. We honor you and we love you.
as all that you are is recalibrated to the highest divine frequency of absolute love, the I am presence that you are. And so it is. And slowly and gently, bring yourself back into this now moment. Open your eyes and feel into your heart. Hello, goddess, again. Hello. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. How is your heart feeling? My heart is feeling very open and full. It's interesting how the old wounds, they really come up to be seen and they come up to be cleared. They're not natural. That is a distortion. It's like saying, ooh, can we go over here and then correct and come back mm-hmm. and look at what we learned in that little U-turn you did. I just think the heart, when we lead with the heart, it is, and it's funny because that brings up that idea that, you know, reckless abandon, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, and I'm not judging that, but I believe the heart knows so much more. The heart is the connection to the higher self, all of the past lives, future lives, side lives. It, it's the heart. The head seems to only know what Carrie has put in it, not what my higher self yes. has yes. put in it. And the wisdom of the heart, as you said, you know, is to me connected to the I am presence. That experience that I had early on in Joseph's and my relationship where I overlaid my I am presence and my human consciousness and experienced the agreement we made in the ceremony when we chose to incarnate together in this lifetime, that frequency of love is something that I am open to fully embodying on my 3D journey. It, I think for a lot of us, it comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. We move into it and then we step back out of it. We move into it and we step back out of it. But the beauty of that frequency, you and I are all about frequency, mm-hmm. is that it is a love for another as I experience this particular facet of the absolute love. And yet there is no attachment. There is no fear. There is no doubt. There is no reckless abandon. It just is all-encompassing. And it's beyond fear. Way beyond fear. There is no fear in it. And that's one of the things that as we breathe that love into our heart, It allows us to dissipate any fear that we may be holding, which is a big part of the earth journey. Mm -hmm. And as you have continued your own beautiful blossoming of the divine goddess flower that you are, I love that on your new show, Alice Eats the Apple, your (laughs) first episode was Here I Spit in Your Eye. It just reminds me of my Italian grandmother. (laughs) I spit in your eye. So what brought you to be so honest and transparent to actually talk about that on that December 10th, 2018 episode. Well, it's actually a way of saying, you know what, I'm going to mess up. And this is why I'm, I will own this at the very beginning. This will not be perfect. It never is. And I have always found, I don't know. I love imperfect. I feel that when we try to be perfect, whether it's the way we look or our homes or our, you know, being a spouse, a mother, you're aspiring to be something you're not. Otherwise you would already be it. And we have to look at that. And so, um, that was really acknowledging. It was really, it was really sort of a cop out, but, um, yeah. Sometimes we are 
programmed by the 3D paradigm mm -hmm. and the control forces to an image of something like perfection that is actually a construct created to keep us feeling less than so that we're disempowered. Right. And yet saying, you know, it was a cop-out in a way is, again, we're programmed and, you know, you're very awake, but, you know, there's that societal stuff that's saying it's not okay to say it's okay if I make mistakes. Right. And I think the beauty of that, that's when Ezekiel gave me that message, laugh at your human There's perfection in imperfection. And trusting and understanding that that whole concept of having to be perfect is part of the control program that keeps us small. And so the beauty of you going forward and, and actually being really transparent about that, look, we're human. We're not trying to be perfection. What was thought that came to you? I completely agree with that. And, and in that moment, I, I'm because I was on Joyride Show with right. Right. Tiffany, my partner on the show and dear friend, for two years. And... Oh my gosh, she is just so elegant and she's so beautiful. And, and we had roles that we defined in the show. And she was the one that kept us going, you know, kept the train on the track. And I was the one that was like, Hey, let's go over there. Squirrel, you know, and we joke, she has her ducks in a row and I, I had squirrels at a rave. And so to jump out and have to figure out how to keep it on track and still be me and make it, you and I discussed this last night. It's like my brain does not go in one direction. It spirals. And by the way, you gave me such a beautiful gift. Thank you. And so I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. And I was nervous about doing the first show. And I knew that if I didn't do that first show, I wouldn't do it. And I'm so called to talk, to speak. I, I can't not do it. I mean, this is my life's work. And which is kind of funny when you do something you absolutely love and it's your life's work. But can, can I speak to one more thing? Absolutely. I live in Houston and we're very close to downtown. So we maybe get three or four stars in the sky. That's it. Cause it's very bright. And one night I was laying outside and I was laying on the ground and I look up and when I see craft, when I see my, my space family, they always come in like a star, like a shooting star. So I'm laying on the hard concrete in the backyard and I look up and I've always wondered why is it, why is it we have to come in and not remember? Why is, why is this? And I, and I was having a very difficult time with it at that time. So I'm laying there and all of a sudden I just got this download and I understood. And I said, well, no, wait a minute. I get it. And I'm crying at this point. I was like, I'm, I get it. I get it. So we're born into parents that we may or may not gel with. And, but we have to really fit into that group in order to live. And then we grow up and we have these distortions and we get our hearts broken and we, you know, we're not used to not knowing what you feel on the other side. I can look at you and I know everything. You can look at me and know everything. So there isn't a deception. There isn't, um, distortions the way they're, the, the way they are here. And then I came to the tip of this, which is after all of that, we still fall in love. Sometimes we choose to have children that we love with all of our hearts. Most, I mean, we always love them, but it may, it may frustrate <laughs> us. And, and I started to cry and then I got the wink. And, you know, it can't, it's like, yep, sister, you got it. We hear you. And it was just beautiful, but it was that love. It's like remembering who we are. Right. Absolutely. And that beautiful gift of acknowledging and accepting it and to feel the fear or the uncertainty or the what if I stumble when you're looking at doing for you following this passion of sharing and talking yeah. and, and interviewing amazing people. 
people and yet doing it anyway. So for those from the Threshold to Ascension family listening in, how would you describe what brought you to that and how others perhaps might find a resonance if they've been wanting to launch a portion of their own mission and yet there's a fear holding them back? Wow, that is, you know, that is something that I have been getting recently. Um, I've spoken with several folks and I think somehow we're coming to this place of it's time to do, to sing your note you came to this world to, to sing. Oh, absolutely. And I think we are programmed and we're programmed what success looks like. We're programmed to, um, whether it's from our families, the media, we're programmed that this is the way your life is supposed to work. However, that is, you know, that's very individual. And what I keep hearing People say, I'm just not happy. And my first thing is, okay, tell me if you knew you would be successful, no matter what, whatever success looks, what would you do? What would you do? And for example, one, one person said, I want to blog. It's like, okay. All right. Yeah. And, and he said, but I have a family and I have, but you don't have to quit your job and go blog. You can just do it 10% of the time. It feeds your heart and things grow. And I think that it is, listening because you're naturally drawn to where you want to be, to where your soul wants to be. And sometimes it is so scary because you think, how will this ever work? What will I tell people? I mean, I have a husband that's an attorney. He's an engineer. And and most, a lot of folks in my life are. When I say, guess what, honey? I see dead people, you know, and, and he just looks at me like, really? But I think when we come from a place of truth, that seems to all be okay. People feel it. It resonates. So that would be my first question is what makes you happy? Exactly. And then the frequency of fear, as we hold that, what impact have you seen that having an authenticity? Oh, fear keeps you in the dark, man. Fear keeps you in the corner playing small because how dare I think I can do that? And I think it's letting go of the outcome. You and I discussed this too. People will say to me, you know, you need to do this, this, and this if you want to grow your show. My point is, it's like, I don't know how to do this. Or they often say, what is your end goal? What do you define? It's like, I have no idea. I have no clue what my end goal is. I kind of like the journey. And if I set myself up, this one person, she's lovely. She said, so do you want to be on TV? I mean, do you want like a network? And I said, no. She's like, but what? She just couldn't get around the idea that I didn't have a goal, that I wasn't right. shooting for something. I said, because it's not about the goal. It's not about being on TV. It's about loving what I do, meeting people that I adore. It's about that. It's about the journey, truly the journey. And I'm also in a place that it can be about the journey, you know, um, and I have to say that. And I do remember Tiffany one time saying, we can't tell people that we're stay-at-home moms. I mean, that sounds just so arrogant, like, but we've created this life. You and I both right. have been in a place where we couldn't pay our bills and we, you know, we struggled and we worked four jobs and, you know, we both have been in that place and mm-hmm. anybody can create their life. Right. And that's, again, getting out of that judgment and just accepting. And there are stay-at-home mothers or fathers, you know, listening and experiencing. And so that beauty when we can honor each person for their own individual expression is really, exactly. you know, to me, what enlightenment is all about. You know, we can make it sound all fancy and teleporting and everything else, but it's right. really about treating each other from the heart with love and acceptance. I do want to bring up the frequency of fear because this show is actually going to be airing on February 14th. And that is the day before the potential 
second government shutdown here in the United States. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I do, right before we you know, started this interview, that kind of came in as something for us to bring up for people because regardless of whatever side, if someone sits on a side of the aisle in politics, I'm like over it right now. I don't yeah. pick any side. I'm not even in the building. This whole thing that's pending, it's important to, again, stay the neutral observer, to stay out of the duality dramas, and to me, to hold that frequency of love, what advice do you have for people who may be feeling affected by the unknown of what may transpire? And as we're recording this, we don't yet know what's going to happen. Well, I have a very different look on this. So I'm from Houston, Texas. I grew up with guns all in the house. I am what you would call a conservative. And then I became a liberal. I'm for human. And I am for truth and which I don't think we get a lot of that with our, our media, our government. And I think there are some great people out there, but I think that the whole, I, I want to start this with this because I feel very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. If they can keep us fighting and if I of course. hate my neighbor because he put a sign in his yard that goes against my guy, then they won. Right. I'm watching it tear families apart. I have come to a place of saying, I am on no one's side. I don't want to try to convince you of anything. I want to ask questions because I love you. I respect you. You're voting for somebody opposite of who I think, and I'm not really in the game at all anymore. This is an example. You're an intelligent person. Why are you voting for them? And then shut the lips and then listen. We need to listen. And, And if they won't cross the aisles, we need to do it for them. So that is that's what I want to say. But I also firmly believe, and this is a rabbit hole, and I get that. Alice eats the apple, and she went right down the hole. I believe that we are perfect, and we are exactly where we need to be. I believe that our current president is doing what he's supposed to be doing, and we don't understand. It's not about left or right or conservative. I think that there's something bigger going on, and I think that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's a bull in a china closet. But we have had anyway, I don't want to get preachy. I'm just saying that I think there are things at play that I that I trust. I know it's tough to watch a lot of what's going on. So I choose not to. I don't watch it. It will hit me when it needs to hit me. Because frankly, when I'm rushing to Canada or I'm get Tamiflu because bird flu is supposed to come and kill my family, my babies, and then swine flu and then Ebola and then and then and then and it never happens. I mean, right. they've lost me. So I, right. I'm not afraid because it's yeah. stuff's going to go down. But they're always having to concoct these reasons for us to vote for them or be in fear or so. I don't know if I answered your question. Being in the fear frequency keeps us out of what? Keeps us out of the truth, number one. And out of our light and out of our empowerment and out of our sovereignty. So, again, for those that may be a little concerned... Find a meditation on YouTube or find something that resonates for you to keep yourself centered, even if it's breathing in and out of your heart. And if you truly trust in your I am presence and know that it's all unfolding, the paradigms are going to be shattered. It's the only way we're going to be moving into this new frequency. And if that doesn't resonate for you, that's okay. Trust your own guidance. I say to the listeners, the best way I feel to counter the fear is not to allow it into my being. Right. And you and I both, 
are frequency holders, as many of the listeners are. We say, I feel helpless, there's nothing I can do. Yes, there is something you can do. Hold the frequency in your heart that moves beyond this fear control program. And don't you think, I look back at the last shutdown, you know, and I know it did affect some people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I know it did, but by and large, it didn't. Or did it? I mean, and I don't want to speak out of turn because I know there are folks that, that it did affect, but for the most part, it doesn't affect me. That's what I realized that when people get so irate, it's like, that's just not in my world. And right. so I, I don't even engage with it. I mean, I don't even sit and ponder because what you, what our brains, what our minds tend to do, at least mine, is I tend to go to the very last, the end result of this potential. And it's like, oh my goodness, you mean my children could I don't even know, you know, it could get harmed. And then I have to kind of rewind and say, no, I don't even go there. Mm. Mentally, I turn the channel and it's not that I'm sticking my head in the sand. It's just that every time I turn it on and someone's talking about this horrible thing and that tragic thing and this tragic thing, I don't want to turn it on. And it's, and again, I get involved. I just get involved where I can make a difference. Yeah. And so. Well, and I think that's what I'm talking about for me. I I think you're this way too, but for many of the listeners, we feel the collective. Yes. We feel the frequency of the collective. And depending on how conscious we are in the moment, we're either aware that we're feeling it and it's impacting us, or we're not aware and it's impacting us from an energetic perspective. So it may be that all of this fear mongering in the collective, I don't get afraid about the government shutting down, but all of a sudden I'm more anxious in my day-to-day. I'm more irritable with people that I come in contact with or whatever, however it plays out. So that's what I meant by saying allowing ourselves to hold a different frequency when all of this is going on is in a way, like you are, a light beam carrier that assists in shifting that collective fear and also bringing us individually or keeping us staying in that center. Okay. So I was laughing mm. just now because they showed it to me twice mm. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I know who it is and I won't say names who is showing me naughty things. And it's like, they say, yeah, it's like a flasher that goes like this <laughs> and you can either get scared, which they think it's funny or you laugh, you point and laugh. I mean, and and it truly, I think it's about breaking the tension. Yes. And once that tension is broken, people go, okay, you know, we're good. So yes. And I do, I do know that we do tap in, but it's like a flashlight too. If there's a big Mm -hmm. dark closet, if we just shine one little tiny flashlight in, then (laughs) it's no longer dark. And so I, I think that our light and our energy can help transmute that. And is the person that showed you the picture of the flasher, was that your um, master friend that we jokingly called Bob, or was it some, somebody No, else? I think it was Mr. Medhus from Channeling Eric. He tends to do funny things that try, try, uh, to get, try to get your goat sometimes, but it's, yeah. Yeah. That was a great segue to Bob, though. Yeah, so let's <laughs> talk about Bob. <laughs> what about Bob? What would you like to know? So I'm going to share that Carrie recently had an experience. She's, if I'm paraphrase this correctly, you've had an indication of a connection with what others might call a master for a while. And because of the beauty and the humbleness that you are, 
you were ready to go down that rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) completely until a beautiful woman named Emma, who thank you will have on the show um, in the upcoming months. She kind of just came right out on one of your shows and told you and confirmed this connection. Right. And there was still a part of you that felt the best way you could bring the message through is not by focusing on who that individual is, mm-hmm. but rather the message itself. And part of that comes from your humbleness in your heart. And part of it comes from your own journey of trusting. And so we jokingly called Bob. But there has been some beautiful revelations in your divine connection that you have and how you receive messages recently from your interactions with Bob. So I'm going to leave it there for you to dive into whichever rabbit hole you wish to dive into from that. Your tap dance just now was phenomenal. (laughs) That was incredible. You said it all without saying anything. Thank you for that. And it's not that I'm not that it's a big secret. It's just that I don't want that distraction. I think that there are a lot of us for different reasons that maybe crave or maybe they know. I mean, I'm not there's not a judgment here, but to be a part of something bigger. And I think we all are a part of something very, very big. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I just I just think the odds of of the message of, of who allegedly I was in a past life. The odds are crazy, but Emma, and I can't wait for her to be on your show because she is, I have to plug her real quick. The very first time I ever spoke with her, I, I normally don't talk to mediums yeah. and it's fun and I love it because you do get this high when they bring through information. And, but I've been in places where someone will tell me something and then I'll say it back and they're like, oh, how did you know that? I mean, and I could totally run with it and make them think. And it's like, because you said this and I deduced right. this and And so, and I think you have to use your discernment. And so, but Emma, I mean, she brought through my father's mother, the mother that raised him's mother that passed when I was six by name. She brought through my husband's grandfather. She's like, this man from Germany. He's your, do you know Ruth? It's like, yes, Ruth is my mother-in-law. And there's, I mean, unverifiable. And she's, she is, she is incredible and she teaches and she's wonderful. So I already had that established with her that I believe you and I believe, I mean, she's just pure light and and she's lovely. This master told me how I fit into his life on the show. And I was like, what, 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 you know, this is, wait, what? And then he said, and there are memories you have of this particular event. It's like, and I started falling. It's like, I do, I do have these. And I didn't think I was who you said I was. I thought I was somebody else. And and so, and I kind of sat with it because then I got mad. I was like, why would you do that publicly? Because that's not, I, that's for me. And he said, because you would dismiss it. It's like, yeah, I would have. I would have. And it's like, yeah, that's really cool. And then he said, you don't have to focus on that part of it. It's just for you to remember who you are. And it's about truth. And it's about showing people who they are for them. And it's not you showing them. It's them remembering who they are. Because we're all just freaking awesome when we get out of our heads. And when we take off the role that we play, I'm learning so many things and, and the teaching and the, the, I automatic, I mean, I write, I, I guess automatic write, I guess. So he's teaching me to discern between different types of energy. So for example, he said, okay, go into your husband. What does it feel like? And so I'll write whatever. He's like, no, no, no. What does it feel like? No. What does it feel like? (laughs) Okay. Fine. He's like, okay, let's try this. Your brother, your husband, start with the crown. What does that feel like? It's like, don't interpret it. Just what does it feel like? And so that's an example of the type of lessons that I am now getting. It's amazing. And it does tie a bunch of things in. It's really cool. 
And so that particular exercise which you mentioned, which listeners at home can also play with, tuning into one individual and feeling what they feel or sensing what they sense without editing and writing it down and feeling into somebody else, what do you feel is the growth that comes from having that awareness? Well, what he said was it is discerning energies, not, ooh, that's dark, ooh, that's light. Apparently, I walk through my day and things go past me all the time and I don't plug into them. And so there's a lot of missed opportunities or I'm not ready for it or however we want to phrase that. So it is about you think about me and I know your energy and it's like, oh, that's who th- that's who that is. It's knowing without having the proof, the the skin suit, or let's say it's my grandfather, immediately knowing exactly who that is, as opposed to there's someone here. Uh-huh. So I, I think that's what it is. I don't know. He doesn't reveal everything. Since you've been playing with this, is that what you've been perceiving? You've been more aware when people are thinking about you or when someone's going to call or, you know, whatever the specific um, aspect might be. Yes. Yes. And so for listeners, I know many of you have been on your journey for a while, but those of you that are also beginning, this is a beautiful way to continue growth, to continue playing with the energy and to being aware, being present. And that's a beautiful gift, one of many that Gary has to share, activator that you are, as the coach that you are, as the integrator that you are. And I know that you're still trying to come into how you do your own identification. And I think for many of us, for those of us that are listening too, you know, we're no longer just one thing. As we're multidimensional, we are remembering a variety of different gifts that we have. And it's which gift is the most appropriate in a particular moment. I know that you and I have talked about this and you're going through trying to define this in your own mind. How would you talk about that in a way that may help the listeners that may also be on that same path at the moment? And again, I think this is programming. You go to the expert, you go to your teacher, you go to your guru, you go to your priest, you go to your preacher, you go to your parents, but each time you're giving pieces of you away. Though I say that, I know at the beginning of my journey, I read everything I could get my hands on. And it was more of a, oh, I didn't know that was out there. Or it was a remembering, but I needed, I needed to feel it. And then I reached a point where I thought, okay, you know what? That's their information coming through them. And it's good and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. But I wonder what I would get. But it's about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. I use this imagery. So you're driving down the Autobahn. And you're just flying and it's safe. You have lights, you have on ramps, you have, you know, beautiful roads. And then something you kind of look over to your right and say, ooh, what's over there? I want to go off roading. And it's really exciting, but you're splitting from the herd and you're going off road. There aren't any lights. You don't know where you're going. And and that's the way this has always felt to me uh-huh. is this. I don't know if this is real. And I, I, I can't believe I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've uttered the words. I don't know if it's real, you know, but this is what I see. And you and I have discussed this too, that it, it's like, why is it that they can show me something? And, and they've actually told me that, my guides, my team. I set that in place that I don't know if something has happened. I need to go in and look at that. But very early on, I mean, we're talking 15, 20 years ago, they said, follow no one. No one. You know, you can learn, but keep moving. Right. And then they said that where most people would get it, you know, would get that, hey, guess what? I can do this after two or three times. It takes me nine or 10 times. I'm like, ah, 
yeah, there's an eye reflecting off my plate, but <laughs> I don't buy that, you know, and it's, it's this skepticism. And I don't know if it, it, it may be, I don't want to look silly. I don't want to look goofy. I don't want to look like I'm trying desperately to be different because I probably did do that at some point, you know, with my shaved head and everything else. <laughs> different story. At some point, you have to graduate. At some point, you go within yourself because the information that comes through other people are filtered through them. Right. And it may be spot on, but it's like the tap. You turn on the tap, and if you have rusty pipes, you, you'll get rust in your water. But I think we do learn, and I think we are attracted to people that can teach us. I think that as a group, we've evolved. I think there was very much a time when things were so much denser that to connect was much, was a lot more difficult and we needed the gurus. We needed the priests. But now I think we've come to a place where the veil is so much thinner that we can access that with a little bit of, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek, a little bit of uh, uh, discipline. And so that's what I think. Take your power back. You talk about the veil spinning and in a recent episode of, of yours on Alice Eats the Apple, your own um, YouTube radio show, you were talking another carrier or mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, yeah. carrier from Shiny Show. you were talking about the screen dreams and we're going to get into that in the after the show because I want to give that its due. Okay. But one of the things you've been doing recently is working with one of your guys. Was it, is it Doty? Is that how? That's that Bob. I just couldn't say that word. It gets stuck in my mouth. And so I was like, okay, Bob. I can say Bob. (laughs) And Bob Doty has another name, but that's what we're going to call it for now. And you've been asking for the veil to be released. And I think this is a beautiful exercise that the listeners may also get benefit from because a lot of people are coming in at a much higher frequency. Mm -hmm. And yet there are still those that kind of are going in and out of having that easy awareness or receptivity to all of the information and the guidance coming through. And so you've been playing with this, with talking to Bob about bringing down the veil. Can you talk about what brought you to asking that and what's been happening as you've been asking that question daily? My hissy fit? You want to hear about my hissy fit? Oh, yeah. I had a hissy fit. I, I strung together some words that would make, you know, anyway, <laughs> a blush. sailor blush. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've been stuck. And I'm sure this is my own perception, because when I think of where I was in 2013, when this really began, it's completely different. But you only know where you are. Right. I mean, you only feel where you are. And so and that's a common theme for 2018. There were a lot of people that kind of got into a plateau or a cocoon or a stasis. So it is very common. And I think it was almost the ebb before the flow. And one morning I woke up and I, I was crying and I couldn't. It's like, OK, is this mine? What is this? And I'm driving carpool. And it was. I only had one kid left in the car and so, which happened to be my child. So it was okay. And, and then I got home and I was furious. I mean, I was like, what the F, you know, what is this? And then I had to laugh because the words I strung together actually made me laugh. And I was like, you, you guys asked me to do this and I still can't see. I still feel like I don't have control over what I'm doing. And it's not that I need control. It's just, I need control. I need a little bit. I need a semblance. And I was just, it was just this anger. And I wrote my little tribe, my people here, here in this world. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm tired of this. And I just, and there she goes. And I also know that when I feel like that, I'm getting ready to break through a wall. And so, and I'd been asking for the veils to lower and I'd been asking to see more. And I don't know why I'm just craving and I'm so hungry for what I'm not sure. Cause I think it's not in the data bank that is Carrie, 
So yes, I mean, there are, there are dreams and that's really where he began is with my dreams. And we'll hit that, like how to really go into your dreams and know what they're not even like dream interpretation. Anyway, we'll hit that afterwards, but it's, it's fascinating. And it kind of gives you an idea of what you're doing on the astral when your body's asleep. And so when you kind of had your meltdown, your, you know, you had got angry, went through all those emotions that just kind of release some of that congestion in your system. Ah. The actual practical steps you took, were you, was it something that you were doing every day, every night? Was it not that disciplined? Was it when you thought of it? I really like the listeners who may be experiencing a similar thing to what you went through to have some suggestions on how they too can ask for guidance to move through that. Well, I, I think part of my frustration was I don't know what I'm asking for. I know to ask for the veil to drop because I've had those experiences. I think all of us, most of, if not all of the folks that, that you are, that are drawn to you, I'm sure experience these things, um, that you get glimpses. You may leave your body and then bam, you're back in. Like, how did I do that? Or, you know, you see your grandmother, you talk to your grandmother one time, you're like, how do I tune back into her? And I've heard some of the most incredible stories, but it's being able to, it's like, what did I do to make that happen? Uh-huh. And, and one thing I think is what is it that you're looking for? Like you, where do you feel stuck? And I think that's where you start and that's where you go in because usually if you're stuck, <laughs> okay, the image I just got was, you know, you're in your tires in the mud and you can't go. It's like, and you're just sitting there flooring it, making it worse, I guess, because you're getting frustrated, which lowers your vibration. And so what is it that has you stuck? Like, like, where do you feel? Just start there. I mean, that may not even be, it's like a, it's like a thread and that may not even remotely be where you end up and allow yourself, allow yourself to feel these things, allow yourself to say, Mr. Fuckerton, I can't believe you fucking did this. You know, I mean, and and allow yourself, give yourself, I mean, you may want to like go in the bathroom if you have children nearby and, and not do it in front of kids. But which I was home alone, but I allowed myself to feel the frustration and to be angry and to be sad. And I think maybe part of the sadness is knowing on some level that I'm so much more than this little, this little human meat sack, you know, and it's like, I just want to bring more of that in. I eat meat, you know, I, I drink wine occasionally. And, and I once convinced myself that my guides would give me my gifts if I would quit drinking coffee. I'm like, Oh wait, what paradigm did I just switch for right. one other, you know? And so anyway, I want to go back and I want to be very clear that allow, 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 allow. I mean, as long as you're not going to harm yourself or harm other people, like, you know, right. hurt yourself, but allow those frustrations and allow yourself to be, you know, and, and maybe say, okay, I'm going to be sad or I'm going to be really angry for the next 48 hours and then I'm done. And you'll probably, it's like a child that falls on the ground and throws a temper tantrum. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Eventually you wear yourself out and then go take a nap because the stuff that comes through is really pretty cool. <laughs> and did you actually do a mantra or an affirmation? Just the one no. time you said, that's it, I want the veil down. Oh, with that, I, I at night, I would say, I want the veil down. I want I want right. to see more. Please let me see more. And and I just, I feel like I'm begging, actually. And right. and I know I have a girlfriend of mine that said, oh, do you know what you're asking? I said, yeah, I think so. I don't care. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, she's like, okay, Carrie, you know, and and. <laughs> And I don't think it's really more of the affirmation. And I think, I think this is what you're saying is that it's like you hold that frequency. You hold, it's not something that just goes by. You really uh-huh. feel it, embody it, and it, try to integrate it into your being. Like what right. would it feel like to have the veils lowered? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So, and I want to know, I want to hear how it goes. If people are experiencing the same things and, and how it goes. 
fantastic. Please do that. You can find Carrie on her YouTube, Alice Eats the Apple. And is there any other way you want to uh, mention that people can reach out to you? Sure. Um, through my website, aliceeatstheapple.com. And or I'm also on Facebook. So under Alice Eats the Apple or the Joyride Show. I still have that one okay. up too because I didn't Perfect. want to lose everybody. Well, there's still a lot more for us to cover, which we're going to do in the after the show. But for those of you listening on bbsradio.com, thank you for being with us. Trust in your own divinity. Remember that joy and love in your heart. And just keep breathing that love in. Carrie, thank you so much. As always, you are such a gift to the planet. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. And I just love you. I love you, too. Listeners, thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed our show tonight. Thanks for your patience with some of the audio challenges. I'll be back in my home studio in early March. Got a couple more shows from the road. Have a beautiful heart day. And when this archive is posted on Monday, I will include the link to Carrie and my continued conversation on Threshold to Ascension Radio after the show. I look forward to spending time with you next Thursday when my guest will be Chief Joseph, who will be talking about the physical and spiritual benefits of magnesium and some amazing amino acids. Take care. Aloha. Mm-hmm.